New way, Robbie Bobby Boucher. Now the crowd say hooray. Robbie got a poop and it's probably not cause you ate. Robbie got a full plate. Rise and shine a new day. Y'all can't tie my shoelace. Not a tie you lose. Robbie got a new place. Got the China phone shway. Y'all don't like it. Here on Skid Marks today with Mr. Helmet. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. It's, uh, it's nice to be here. Uh, like you said, my name is Helmet. Um, that is my real name. <laughs> That's a sick name, though. And uh, for those of you tuning in, this is a complete stranger that I totally just met on Instagram. And to be honest, kind of nervous meeting you. I made the joke to my girlfriend that it was like meeting a guy on Grinder <laughs> and kind of just like showing up at their house and just that nervous feeling. Not that I know, uh, but it's what I picture that being. So any gay guys, feel free to chime in on the comments i might have to delete that part but <laughs> let us know we'll let comments. it roll yeah let it roll man <laughs> so what's up man uh you have a good day you work today uh yeah man i did work today i had a good day um my job entails me to uh i do real estate development so i um focusing on a variety of different things on a golf resort property down in a place called sebring florida oh fuck yeah yeah it's like i'm familiar with the bring bro yeah yeah, they have the racetrack out yeah, there, right? Exactly. We actually share a property line with the racetrack. Oh, shit. They do like Formula One, like big deal shit out not, there, right? Not Formula One, but they do something called the 12 Hours of Sebring, where they actually like race cars for 12 hours, and it's like a precursor to the Le Mans, which oh. is like a very popular race. And um, so th they get like a couple massive races there a year, but other than that, like once a weekend, they're having something out there that's pretty, pretty popular and pretty loud. Um, but yeah, it draws some people in it, and so we... We snagged the property next door, and we've been developing it into like a community. So that's what I do to my nine to five. It's just like fuck yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's been kind of crazy. Got got that got involved in that like, jeez, my four months before COVID. So oh, that was fuck. like a total roller coaster. And um, you're like, I'm about to lose everything. Honestly, like I was like legit <laughs> on the brink of like real bad things. And I got lucky and just kind of <laughs> grinded through dude. it. I'm not even joking, dude. There was like it was getting wild there for a minute, but. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're on the other side of that now and things are looking really good and, um, trying to develop a, our, you know, our first community. I've been doing this for a little oh, while. Shit. This is our first real go at that. And, uh, yeah, so that's what, that was my, that was my, I, I got to work from home today. I'm two hours North of that property. So I do, I only go down there a little bit every, uh, every week. And I spend the other time up in my home office trying to work with, uh, two kids running around my house. Oh shit. Are you Orlando native? Yeah. yeah oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Wasn't a long drive. So what's really funny is I always tell people during COVID, that was like the best time of my life. Really? Like when COVID happened, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. And like my situation, um, because just like in the car business, it blew. Oh my God. Yeah. For like two months, it sucked when everybody was like, oh my God, like what's going on? <laughs> uh, but they kept everything open. Like I worked my, I worked more hours during COVID. Like I had a lot of buddies that did the work from home or yeah. they got fucking laid off. Um, but I actually like started hitting OT and then we ran into like a supply shortage. And so we just started overcharging for everything. I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say this. I'll lose my job. I think everybody knows it at this point. Yeah, we, all, we all had you to got, feel it. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's ever trading out of a fucking car in the next three years. I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> no. um, it was like a fucking frenzy and like it changed like the direction of my life completely. Like I was already in management at that point, but, uh, no, it was, it was really fucking funny because, like, I knew some people who just got fucking wrecked. Like, they lost everything. Like, their business, they lost their fucking job. Like, 
they had to like move back, live with their parents. Yeah, man. And like my life trajectory went forward. Not to brag, but it is pretty funny. Um, cause like I'm grateful for the fucking for the virus, for the novelty <laughs> virus that I don't want to get shadow banned on YouTube for talking about. But dude, isn't that crazy though? Like there's there's always like two two sides to every coin. Like where someone's gonna benefit and others are gonna lose. Like oh, that's just part of it, right? And then there's an element to that, like. I mean, I was I was on the consumer side of that, having to figure out a car during the middle of that. Oh, of that. fuck. So, <laughs> I mean, not in a bad I mean, it's just, it is wild. Like, there's, it, we all, as consumers, I think we had, like, notions that supply was, like, tightening, and we didn't understand necessarily why. I heard it was because of the chips. Is that yeah. true? No, the microchip thing, that's, that's really fucking true. Like, that fucked up the game. And it, it hurt more uh, domestic brands, your Ford, your Chevy. Yeah. Those guys, that. but if you stuck with the the Asian manufacturers, you were able to coast. Uh, Toyota's kind of getting slapped now, hmm. um, but no, the microchip thing was real. It was impossible to order fucking cars. Uh, we got hit by the uh, canal thing, whatever. Oh where all yeah. those shipping containers yep. got stuck. Mm-hmm. Thousands of cars were on those fucking things. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, but. Did you get like fucked by interest rates? Anything when so, you got your ride? You know, I got lucky. I got a house just before, so I got right at the like dodged the dip. So I definitely dodged the bullet there. I saw a lot of my buddies have to buy at the top of the market and just cool. kind of eat eat it, you know, and like they're, they're just gonna ride it. They're like, okay, yeah, this is my forever home for at least for the time being. And also, there's a question of like, well, are interest rates ever really going down? Like at this no, point, like you so. know, if you got in at five percent, six percent, like, are you really concerned about it? Really, like going to be recovering and you're going to be looking around at two or three percent again and think oh i should have held off like nah probably not you're probably just fine but yeah i mean for me like the thing i can say actually like i i did have to get a car i think i timed things right and i went in the used market and actually ended up getting a tesla oh, and yeah. a used tesla though like one of the older ones and i here's a car dealership story i I love doing my homework on things, especially like any major purchase. I like overthink it, build spreadsheets, compare. And like, I do like tons of negotiating between different dealerships. And so I had like, I'm like the worst, I'm the (laughs) worst customer, dude. I am like absolutely your nightmare. I'm not only that, I'm the easiest. (laughs) I say yes to fucking everything. I can be sweet talk. No, man, I don't even do like, I don't even walk into dealerships. I just do emails. I email sales that I'm like crazy. And then I take like, I'm going to tell you, you want to tell some dark secrets out the car dealership industry. I, what I do is so for my car and I've done this for like the last three cars. I will find the car I want, like the exact car that I want, and then I will like go on to Auto Trader. I'll figure out where that car is. I'll email all of them asking for like their best price, and then I will basically push hard on one of them to get them as low as I can. I take the offer sheet that they send me, and then I will push that over to. Oh, you want to pause for a second? Good. Oh no, you're good. Okay. I'm gonna send uh send the broad to go get that. <laughs> and so I. We'll take an offer sheet from one dealership. I'll send it to the next one, have them beat it. Then I'll take that one, send it to the third one, have them beat it. And I basically just price war them into seeing how low I can get that car until finally, like I just, you know, get one that I'm like, right, really, really happy with. And I did that. I did that to, um, I did that to pretty much like all my cars. And eventually I did that for this one Tesla I found in West Palm sitting on an Acura dealership. It's like a 2016. I was like, wow, this thing is way cheaper than it should be. And I, I realized exactly yeah. what's wrong. Why? Yeah. Why is it? So then I looked, you know, Carfax is clean. No, nothing like that. And they 
because it's an Acura dealer and they don't really know much about Teslas, they didn't think it had autopilot, meaning they didn't think it like could self-drive oh. at all. And so when I went down there, I got in the car. I actually was just dating this girl for like really just like really early on. And like I hit a couple of my buddies, my dad and everybody. And I'm like, hey, can you guys drive down? This car is not going to be there by the afternoon. And like I got to go down there. And like none of them could. So this girl, like I was just starting to date. I was like, hey, do you want to drive like three hours south with me and like take my car back to Orlando if I buy this car, which I might not buy? Oh, you didn't even trade? No, man, I wasn't even trading. I just oh, wanted shit. I just wanted the car because I yeah, I actually that's a whole other story about car dealerships. But the other car I had was a lease. And, oh, gotcha. So and you can't I had, trade that lease in. No, but I did get them to pay me to take it back to take it back, which is like a whole other story. Yeah, they bought but, your lease out. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah because gotcha. again, COVID helped me with that because the used car market inflated yeah, so got, much. You had your equity. Ton of equity in it. But I go down there and I get in the car and I test drive it and they're like yeah the guy's like yeah it doesn't have autopilot it's one of the early ones i'm like no nah, man like i know i've done enough research on these <laughs> they're like every click, one click. of them i like click the button yeah. it goes right into autopilot i was like yeah i'll take this dude so i got i got it for like were you yeah. like yeah dude this autopilot it doesn't have it it sucks man <laughs> i just knew right I'm away i was like, that has turned it. it off pulled it in i was like yeah i'll take it and then they of course they try to throw an extra thousand dollars at the very last minute they're like okay well there's a thousand dollar like this destination fee i'm like that is no man that's not even anywhere on the ad that's not anywhere like well if you look at the fine print down here and so i was like fuck that i was like all right see you later so i got in the car walked out he's like are you sure walked out got in the car and i I turned to the girl next to me i was like she's like are you really not gonna buy the car i was like watch i'll be shocked if we even get out of the parking lot we start pulling out the parking lot and the guy comes running out okay 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 we'll take a thousand dollars off sitting there like, he's not gonna leave watch <laughs> watch he's not gonna leave and i was like i was like we're gonna go across the street we're gonna get barbecue he's leaving he's and leaving, he's leaving. <laughs> exactly. yeah, i know they're exactly. sweating and then they came out and we just we closed the deal but yeah i mean i mean like i i know a lot of people got screwed over if you had a used car and you're held on to it your value is still sitting really pretty right now I mean, the, the values are still pretty damn high. Yeah, the values are pretty high. Um, the electric market took a dip just because oh. of the fucking hurricane that flooded out a lot of those batteries. For sure. Um, like right now, I I would like literally have to fucking force somebody to buy an electric car. Like they're kind of cold. Yeah. Um, but the Teslas and everything, whenever we get a Tesla and some dude from like fucking three, four hours away drives down an exit pretends to leave you know he does the whole <laughs> gimmick thing too um, it's, a, it's a calling card of ours they only have one size <laughs> thank you for grabbing that though help yourself all right do you want to take jerry back bye jerry. Hey, jerry that's our that's my dog by the way guys for those not watching the video which i don't have going on but um a funny story about the housing market my little sister She's a fucking idiot. So she's dating a dude that's like, first of all, sorry if you guys are listening to this, but she's fucking 16 or 17 years older than her. Oh, um, yeah. He's like fucking 38. I'm 30, by the way. Wow. But he's he's way older than me. Um, And, uh, you know, she my sister's like she's not a retard because she like her credit's good. She's put money aside. She lived with my mom for forever. Uh, just stockpiled money and did everything the right way. Uh, but because she started dating this guy, they wanted to move out of my mom's place and they bought like a house at like the fucking highest point of the market, got this piece of shit fixer upper at like a ridiculous interest rate. 
and they were just buried in that motherfucker. Like I told wow. them when I got it, I'm like, you guys are going to die in that fucking house. That's you guys crazy. are never going to be able to move from that bitch. <laughs> um, you're going to have to pay somebody to like buy it out basically. Cause you're going to have just like negative equity in the thing. Uh, but like literally they moved in the biggest piece of shit neighborhood back home Oof. and did like, you know, and the whole time that she was getting like defensive cause she was like, Hey, can I ask for you some advice? And I was like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Bad. And she thought like I was hating on her fucking 90 year old boyfriend, but nah, it's just like every time I see her now, like at a family thing or whatever, uh, I'm like, how are you doing? And I'm like, how's the house? And she just like kind of grins me like, you oh, fucking Jesus asshole. You're fucking. Because <laughs> uh, it's like the biggest I told you so moment was her fucking up on that house. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah. She's going to be wiping his diapers in there, like clean, changing his diapers in that yeah, place. Yeah. Just like, God, like you're going to fucking. Yeah. It's only she, 20 years away, but still. Yeah, no, he's going <laughs> to go. We like we rag on that dude so bad at like Thanksgiving in front of like extended family that doesn't know his age. So wait, there's so she's like twenty, he's like thirty eight. She's twenty. Oh, I should really know this. Uh, but like you, look young, uh, like early twenties. She's like twenty three, twenty four. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm like the fucking worst. Like son slash sibling. Like my mom's birthday is tomorrow, and they had a birthday dinner yesterday that I missed. Um, I said I had to work, which I lied. So sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. Um, I was actually podcasting, um, but. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, I thought yesterday was her birthday. So like I was going to text her happy birthday and the way I remember her birthday is she has the same birthday as Eminem. Oh my God. So like, I was like, Alexa, <laughs> when is Eminem's birthday? And then I'm surprised if she doesn't chime in here a little bitch, but, um, I was like, oh sweet. It's October 17th. So tomorrow's her birthday. And, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was really going with that. Did you get her anything? Not yet. Oh, I, no, I was talking about how bad of a son I am. Like, I don't remember any of my s- siblings' ages or birthdays. Like, I know my little brother because I was 16 when he was born. There you go. And I used to Easy always f- say, damn, when I'm 30, he's going to be... No, I was 14 when he was born. So I was like, when I'm 30, this little motherfucker's going to be driving. Yeah. And just he just got driving. a car. So wow. like Yeah. That's wild. Fucking time's a fragile bitch, man. Yeah, it is. It, go- it blows by. It absolutely does. That's crazy, man. But honestly, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's fucking sick to have you, man. Nice meeting you. I'm glad you're not getting murdered right now. How's honestly. did you let your friends know that? Like, <laughs> I'm not here to rape you or anything. You know, it's look. It's still early, so I'm still feeling the situation <laughs> yeah, you're out. Still feeling it out. <laughs> you know, getting a little cozy. I don't know this, this beer you just handed me. I'm getting a little dizzy, but <laughs> no, I. Uh, it was kind of weird, man. Like <laughs> the Instagram hits me up. No, no profile picture. That's really of like it's like a child. And who is that? Is that you? Yeah, As that's baby? me. That's my baby picture. So I try to be uh, unrecognizable for my job. So I used to baby picture you're killing i used it. to have posts i used to have everything like i used to be a normal person in society <laughs> um but it's funny like yeah i'm just a fucking ghost on the digital world like let's just play the did i make a mistake game like would would you do this like a, a, you get a, no. ran, a random instagram profile that says hey i saw your stuff super <laughs> funny love to have you on my podcast i'm like okay I'll click on your profile it's a baby picture. Click a little further. Zero posts. I'm like, decent number of followers, but zero, literally zero posts. I'm like, okay, this is this is weird. Did he buy a bunch of followers? And then I'm like, so I hit you up. I'm like, okay, well, what's the podcast? You're like, it's called Skid Marks. Skid I'm like, Marks. I'm like, okay, that's 
I'm not sure how to take that. Could be good, could be bad. <laughs> could be bad. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, uh, fuck it. Let's do it. Like I'm I you're like, I live downtown in this and you didn't give in me the alley. address. Yeah, <laughs> I live downtown <laughs> in this I'm alley. Like, I'm like, all right, let's let's give it a go. Like, let's just uh let's just see where this thing takes us. I told my friends and family I loved them, I kissed my kids goodbye. Fuck and yeah. Said, We'll see what happens and here we are. They're like, Dad, what are you gonna go do? And you have to <laughs> explain the premise of what a podcast is. <laughs> no, but for any like date rapist in the area, feel free to hit up Helmet Comedy on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> He'll just blindly go into <laughs> shit. Yes, man. That's me. Just go and find me. I'm yep. very gullible. Yep. I do know, you know, I do a lot of research for cars, do none when it comes to my personal safety. <laughs> yeah, none for the personal safety. <laughs> that's fucking sick. Um yep. But yeah, anyway, fun little story that happened to me today at work. Um we had this fucking 82-year-old woman trying to buy a car today. Oh, wow. And I probably shouldn't release as much of information as I do because it probably violates some sort of secrecy finance law. <laughs> uh, but I swear to God that this, like, this bitch was, like, early onset dementia, oh, like, God. already. And she's trying to buy, like, a fucking $70,000 car. I'm not going to say which car because I don't want some psycho to narrow down where I work. Even though it's probably like one Google search away, but um, no, she was like literally had trouble reading the the pencil, like the the worksheet quote where you look at the numbers. Oh god, she couldn't see the numbers on the page, like her eyesight was that bad. But she still had her driver's license and operates a fucking two to three thousand pound motor vehicle. Um, so wow. like, so you got to sell her a car. Fuck like, yeah, we made so much money off this broad. Oh um it wasn't me. I didn't I didn't do that deal, but like it's just it's so funny when you like crack an old person and like you just know that you're fucking stealing some dude's inheritance. Oh some man. like fucking child's like inheritance that they're waiting on and they're gonna come back and be like, What the fuck? Where did it go? And it's like, Oh uh, Grandma keeps buying yeah, Buicks. She's, <laughs> I she's, don't know. She's don't upside know why she down. Needs six of them. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's fucking upside down on this fucking car that we have to like go back to the bank. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean because we can't they, afford they a twelve hundred dollar like, payment. <laughs> Well, by the time the kid gets it, he gets the car. It's only got like 75 miles on it, but it's like been sitting in a garage. It has not moved at all. But that's what, what, what is that, man? <laughs> how do you, how do you take a, how do you, how do you crack a, uh, an old person, which is a weird term to use by the way. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm using some of the lingo. Yeah. You fucking crack an old guy. Sounds like you took uh, him into the same alley. I thought I was going to meet you. In. Yeah, no, it's part of the fucking part of the biz, but it's part of the art. Um, I always say at my job, but. No, there's like there's a lot of debauchery that goes on in fucking car dealerships. Like, I definitely should edit this part out, but I we don't do this at my dealership. But some places will like they call it tattooing contracts. They'll straight up like just fucking sign shit for people. Wow. Yeah, and you can go to like prison. Like anybody involved in that deal will go to fucking prison for it. So like I work for <laughs> I shouldn't specify and <laughs> narrow this down, but yeah. a pretty big corporation that like they're super buy the book on a lot of shit except cracking old people yeah but um <laughs> like how they call it tattooing like it's just another yeah pr- it's a pretty way of saying forgery yeah exactly it's tattooing uh it's beautiful almost like yeah, yeah. the tattooing contracts <laughs> it's probably because if they're on the phone like they don't want the fucking feds listening like yeah I had to tattoo up some fucking paperwork today <laughs> right. um but no it's a fucking dark evil business man like all the all the like preconceived notions people have on it they're completely true like if you're going to buy a car if your loved ones are going to buy a car they're going to absolutely get fucking taken for a ride or at least taken advantage of 
Unless um, you're me, man. I mean, it makes me feel so good about like you. Like yeah, this makes up. me feel like I'm really like I'm the fucking like Robin Hood of car yeah, buyers. Exactly. I'm like he's sitting here. I wish I could share this. Well, I need to start a podcast telling people how to how to buy fucking, a car, how to buy a fucking car, dude. I mean, there's people that do that shit, and it's annoying because like <laughs> makes your job harder. Educating, the yeah, uneducated. Well, they'll come in and they'll they'll do like literally the whole leaving thing to get what you want. Yeah, is like is very widely talked about like the whole like they're not gonna let us leave watch this we just ask for our keys and leave yeah and uh well i've never seen it go to this screen before okay we're still recording we're good um but like people will do that and like play chicken with you and like back when i used to sell cars i used to like not play into it at all like i would lose people but honestly sometimes they would turn around and that's you'd feel like the biggest dick in the world like a smug little prick just sitting there like yes come back you <laughs> know you want this in. car because like i would just be like, all right cool i'm gonna fucking chill here and just like look up houses on realtor.com and wait fucking four more hours so i can go home and then they would come back in and they're like yeah we think we're gonna do the deal and then i was i'd always fuck with them and be like i know you would and like you know <laughs> just be like really sinister about it just to rub it in their face um but no nah, it's a it's a dark fucking twisted sick game that we play at these dealerships man yeah man i started following a website called lease hacker you know lease hacker? oh fuck i didn't heard of lease hacker dude <laughs> you probably hate fuck us that dude. guy dude yeah. lease hacker is fantastic because i would go in there and i'd ask like I'd ask him. I'd ask him like, "What's the money factor on this car?" And yeah, that's for the, the fucking lease. That's, like, that's, that's the last question that anyone that's doing a lease wants to answer. They're yeah. like, "I'm not going to give you our money factor." Yeah, I'm like, "Well, it's like point zero 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 two eight three. Jesus Christ." Yeah, like, I'm like, "Well, that's." I, but I I would compare it to what I could get from like other finance institutions and be like, "Okay, well, look, like I I I need to know this, other I'm not gonna." And I would have them like the the finance managers like cursing me out, like walking me off the property because I was trying to push hard on understanding the numbers. And I but I would do it enough to where I would I get into these great leases and then my my residual values were so high at the leases that no matter what bef- I would never turn them back in this is when you oh, could do fuck, this yeah. is when I could arbitrage it and before they would put it in the contracts where you <laughs> they would you couldn't ha- you wouldn't have to sell it back to them I could sell it back to any dealer and I would oh, arbitrage fuck. all my cars for like another 5 grand at the end and my my friends would always like dude how are you uh how are you getting these? How are you getting different cars all the time? Like, bro, I get in these leases. You're like, bro, I'm fucking these car dealerships. You know, we got to go on vacations too, man. <laughs> Dude, like, we you know, it sounds like you got enough old people. You're gonna be just fine. We, You're in Florida. You're gonna be just fine. I, I literally had a 19 year old sales guy make 280 thousand dollars last year. So please, wow. arbitrage your leases, guys. Yeah, like, we fucking, have some room. <laughs> yeah, you guys got ton of fucking wiggle room. That's crazy, dude. 280 as a 19. I'd be dead if yeah. I was. That's who wild. I was as a 19 year old making that much money. I would have killed myself. I would yeah. not like voluntarily just <laughs> by like activities. Yeah. But no, that's just stupid money. And he spent all of it. Like he does not have a fucking penny to his name. I buy him lunch sometimes. Oh my this God. motherfucker drives like he's had two cars in the past year. And like he's rolled over a negative equity into each of them. He's got a fucking setup in his apartment. He lives with his girlfriend. Uh, it's like a full fucking like those streamer rooms where there's like four computers yeah. and he just plays video games. Uh, I think he's just like a fucking call of duty nerd and his part time, but he's got like, he's got the full racing simulator in his room. Yeah. Too. And like, it's exactly what I would have done with that much money as a fucking 19 year old. But yeah. I like how this has turned into the fucking car podcast. Yeah. This so is like, welcome to the car. I love this shit. Podcast. I can talk about it all day, man. <laughs> so lie. That's what I was saying. 
I don't know what we're supposed to talk about, but you start talking about dude, this is it. Yeah, we talk about fucking financing cars and leasing cars. The biggest fuck you though. Here we'll leave on this note. We'll switch the subject up, but the biggest fuck you is uh, outside financing coming in Mm. with a bank draft. Yeah, that is like the kryptonite of car dealership. Is like, yeah, I got a fucking Navy Federal credit, like fucking two point eight nine percent interest rate for thirty six months. If you guys can match or beat it, I'll go with you. And it's like. Obviously, we can't fucking match or beat this fucking interest <laughs> rate, you fucking asshole. Um, and exactly. like, we have to fucking sell him a car for sure. And you're all you lose all your financing profit. Yeah, we we're not gonna get any back end, is what they call it, like yeah. back end profit. And you're 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 you're, and you're just like looking at it just off of them, just basically what you can get off the car off the lot, and that's that's gotta hurt, right? I mean, you're gonna like bump up, you're gonna make a little money on like maybe uh, nothing, because the real way to play it is to fucking negotiate your cardio down to like just you know skin yep. and bones to where it's like a negative two grand deal or negative yep. then negative, drop that letter negative three grand is about like as far as people will go because they're like all right i'm gonna take this big ugly loser deal but my finance manager is gonna bail me out with a fucking gap insurance warranty the gap yeah we might be holding a few points on the rate too so on the pencils they don't ever show the interest rate yep so we'll like market a six, seven percent, and then you really get a four percent, five percent. Got a little spread. And we're holding two points. So like yep. that's in payment. We can be like, hey, listen, I got this program. You're gonna get the same payment, but it's gonna include this fucking warranty and this gap, and there's nothing you can do about it. But the fucking like the real way to shove it to them is to negotiate your cardio all the way fucking down, and right at the end be like, oh yeah, I'm fucking, I got a USA. <laughs> And then you're just like, fuck you. Like, I've seen people get kicked out over that shit because it's just really? like, yeah, it's just a big, nasty fucking deal that can change, like, the course of the month's numbers or Ooh. something. Yeah, it'll fuck up, like, a lot of stuff. People aren't that smart. Yeah. Hopefully more people will listen to this and start <laughs> putting us out of built, like, fucking business. But actually, don't do that, guys. I like my apartment. I like my car. I like the shit I have in life, so. You'll be just fine. Don't listen to this guy over here. You could say that shit on Joe Rogan's podcast, dude, and people aren't gonna do shit. They still just want to roll up. They're yeah, not. Gonna, they're not true. gonna go and do the work to get to get a good deal. They want to just roll up, and they just like to get a new car. Like think about the common buyer. I mean, you deal with them every day. It's just yeah. like they roll in. They just want to get something new. They, they they believe you guys are all experts that have their interest, their best interest in mind, which is like yeah, we don't. so sad. Yeah, it's we don't true. at all. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm not worried about negotiating a fucking car dealership to anyone with the fucking JRE podcast rolling through. No offense to fucking Joe, but <laughs> like if that if that guy walks in, we're we're cracking him too. We're cracking him and his grandpa. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Anyway, uh, so. You have your own showcase you're doing, right? And Mills? Yeah, man. I do a couple. So, like, I, um, from comedy, from a comedy standpoint, yeah, I, um, I'm a comedian by trade myself. Um, I've been doing that for a couple years now. And, um, part of, like, being a comedian is getting stage time Fuck and, yeah. like, trying to find stages that'll get you on. It's like early on, I found it would be a little bit easier to get stage time if I just started running my own shows. That's so, true. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, this isn't that hard to get a PA system, get make a flyer, try to get a bunch of people in a room and listen to me tell jokes on a stage. Like, I can do that. It's like those rich Chinese fathers that, like, buy soccer teams for their, like, <laughs> fat kids to play on. You know what I'm talking Have you seen that? Yeah. Like, that's a thing in China. Sure, for sure. For that's sure. fucking sick, though. Dude, they I, do it I'm in four. Yeah, it. man. It's like the... I am uh, I'm a, I'm a, like a, I'm a white Orlando, much poorer version of that. And um, yeah, man, like it's uh, it's been cool. So I, yeah, I started a couple years ago and just like with actually like a small bar in my neighborhood. I was like, look, let me put on, let me put a show on here. Name drop the bar. 
Uh, they're closed now, so clearly didn't do a great job. Oh, I'm kidding. It's, it yeah, was called your it was shows <laughs> killed the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking ran the bar out of business. <laughs> I ran him out of business. This is a great promo. No, to be straight with you, it was, it was called Game On. Um, it was kind of a cool concept. It's like poorly executed. It was a bar that they put in. I live in Avalon Park, which is like a little master plan community. Oh, yeah, yeah, And um, downtown Avalon had this little bar called Game On, which honestly was like a cool concept, but it was like in, in like an old daycare. And just to kind of give oh. you like a sense of like how well the owners like took to like really putting their new brand and presence in the place they didn't even take like the daycare stickers off the window so what it was like you're, you're like in there drinking in a bar that still has like these like little kid white daycare stickers all over the windows it was wild and so cool idea that was like games and stuff in there like foosball and like arcade games and pool tables oh then they had a stage and so i was like look let me do a comedy show here I'm, and i'd literally only been doing comedy for like six months and and really like, scared when you went up there in front of all the fucking daycare stickers and patrons <laughs> and you're like, like, I don't think I've ever like, I, I mean, I did, I was already doing shows other places that were like much bigger than that. So I wasn't scared, but I'm like, every time I get on stage, like I'm a little nervous, like there's a good healthy amount of nerves, but this place, I just sold it to them as if I was like already a show producer. Like I was like, <laughs> That's the way I was like, guys, it, like I, I'm, make I do comedy shows. This is what I do. Like, are, can you fill the place? I'm like, can I fill the place? Like, yeah, of course I can fill this place. <laughs> yeah, like I've yeah. never put a comedy show in my life. Consider it filled. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, dude, just to visualize it. That's what it's going to be like. And so, yeah, man, I started running a show there and it, it was actually, it started off pretty well. Like it, it, we were actually their biggest night of the month that was just a poorly executed business in general oh, but we shit. we would do really well there and we would do once a month shows <laughs> the fucking owner took out a lien on his house to like keep the place <laughs> open for you yeah you're like, like i believe yeah, in dude, the I comedy got, you're like i got this and you're like i met this guy he's gonna keep our fucking business open with his comedy shows yeah man so it, you know it was, it was cool for a while I ran that and that just kind of spurred into a few different other venues kind of caught wind of what we were doing and now i've got one over in oviedo at black hammock uh, which is like uh, a third Friday of every month, which is super cool. Like, we, have you ever heard of Black Hammock? It's like this authentic Florida place. It's actually, they do like airboat rides and stuff right on this lake. And they have this bar that sits out there. And it's been there for like, I don't know, 50 years. It's like a staple of Orlando. They used to tell me it was a daycare as well. <laughs> yeah. No, man. Aww. This is actually a, like a gator zoo. Like there's gators Holy everywhere. Shit. And they got birds in the cages and stuff. It's like a crazy place. Um, but we kill it. We do an awesome show out there uh, once a month that sells out every single month, like like a week ahead of time. So Oh, shit. So you have to buy tickets to go in? Yeah, you got to buy tickets to all my shows. Oh, dude, that's that's got to well, be like nerve-wracking if you're not moving tickets are they like online can you see what's coming in or are you like yeah like, God, no we can see it. i do everything show up. <laughs> for, for real there's you know it's weird it, like uh especially when you're like launching a new venue you don't know like the market you don't know that demo yeah. you're like trying to figure out like are we going to sell tickets because doing comedy in front of like seven people is a lot different than like playing guitar or doing a music set in front yeah. of seven people like right like you they can kind of just enjoy and like go about their day and you can play music but like it's comedy like you need their attention and there's only like seven of them and shit gets all, awkward and fucking talking oh it's just yeah. it's just not good it's not a good feel so look i'm not gonna say everything's been great but i've been really lucky with how well the attendance has been at most of my shows well, um, that's good man. we don't do them too often so that kind of like helps us build up that demand over yeah. time and uh, like Less once a month's kind of our cadence, yeah, and and so like it's it's been um, it's been good. I mean, I shouldn't say I do all my shows are are paid. Like I do do some one offs for certain events and like others that want to do like free attendance shows, which is 
cool but in most cases like yeah i do everything on eventbrite so you can kind of see the as the tickets are kind of flowing in yeah. and then you sometimes so there's nights where i'm like hoping the walk-ins show up and <laughs> they like, typically do like and they have no idea comedy shows going on they're just going to a bar and they're like yeah it's gonna be fucking ten dollars i'm like what <laughs> that's like, happened man it it's had, a fucking cover for like a fucking nightclub it, it, it's definitely it definitely happened but a lot of times people were satisfied they're like oh i was just coming here to drink you guys want to see a comedy show and i mean i'm not gonna like say i've got the best show in florida or anything like that but i will say that like our shows consistently like exceed expectations. If you're going to roll up to a bar yeah. and like just go and, like, oh, I didn't know I was going to see a comedy show. Or even if you did and you're just like, oh, it's up at this random bar. Like the quality of comedy that's in Orlando is actually astonishing. Like the pe- the amount of great comedians. And this is not about me because I only do. <laughs> you're like, this is only about me. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not like my comedy is is like raw and new. I'll be straight. Like I've only been doing this for about two years now. And my comedy, I'm working on it. I've got like a decent 15 minute set, but you you asked me to do 30 minutes, or it's gonna get off the fucking rails and squirrely. Uh, so like I'm not here to like say that I'm a great comedian. I'm I'm a, I'm a very strong host, and that's my role in most of these shows is like get up there, warm the cold crowd down, or warm the cold crowd up, and that's like really what I think is one of the more difficult things to do in comedy is like walk in front of a really cold crowd and like get them to start laughing, and then you hand that over to the professional comedians. And that's what's amazing about Orlando, even up against Tampa, up against Miami, up against Jacksonville, bigger cities like Orlando's got a really, really good collection of solid feature headliner quality comedians that are that could really they're starting to jump to Austin. They're starting to go other places and branch out. I'm seeing that a lot. But man, we got some good ones. So when you roll up to one of my shows, I, I, I do my best to try to select like feature level and above comedians. And I think a lot of people are like kind of mind blown at the quality that they're getting like oh my god i get people saying that all the time at the end of the show like this was better than what i watch on netflix and i'm like yeah because it's live yeah. and it's still funny there's something about being in that live environment like connecting as an audience and then laughing your ass off with good comedy um so yeah man like it's been fun uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the shows they're they're i'm trying to find some new venues so hey hit me up on uh, helmet comedy if you if you got a good venue that can fit 50 people and it's got a stage um or if you were previously a daycare <laughs> yeah that's kind of our niche. <laughs> yeah if you were if that's you, our niche right there we're really going for the daycare spot you got kids daycares. or kids is or any type of like you know little one of the spots we'll, we'll take you no that's fucking that's sick man um growing up so i used to uh fucking I was pretty devious youth, actually. So I was part of the church. Like, I played, like, sports. And a lot of those, like, the only white kids on the team, I'll be brutally honest, like, the only white dudes, like, they're very heavily involved in youth group. And, like, I played music and shit growing up. So, like, I got in the youth group band through these guys. um, Because I was, like, cool enough to hang out with them, but I wasn't cool enough to hang out with, like, the black kids on my team. Uh, nor wanted to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, these, uh, like, I hung out with a certain crowd, and they'd go to the youth group on Wednesday, and I got suckered into fucking um, playing for like the Sunday church band too, because I used to rip on bass. But um, I'm kidding, by the way. Uh, but fucking, uh, I was like, holy shit! There's these are venues because I was really into like metal and all that shit. Like, I, oh yeah, I'm 30, so when coming through high school, like there was all these kids that like were starting these hardcore bands and the area I'm from, like there was a few big bands that came out, like the biggest ones a day to remember. And then like fucking Broadway and a few other kind of pop punk metal bands and shit. Uh, so like the scene was pretty big. Like a lot of kids would go to shit 
like in the Ocala, Leesburg, Wildwoods, fucking Sumter area. Um, so obviously Christian metal was a big thing back when I was in high school. It's like obvious Christian metal, hardcore fucking Christian music. I don't think that's obvious. <laughs> it wasn't obvious. No, to like under was like that. Like there's all these bands that were like fucking just like praising Jesus, but like had breakdowns in their shit and stuff. Wow. And, uh, so what I did was I talked to the pastor at like the church and I was like, Hey, is it okay if I like do shows here? And they're metal shows. There's going to be mosh pits, whatever. Like, just giving you a full disclaimer. Um, and he was like, well, is it Christian music? And I was like, yeah, dude, don't worry. It's totally Christian music. And uh, all we did, it was not Christian music at all. We just, like, had a prayer before the shows. Like, that's oh, that was my way of conning him. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to jail after this <laughs> podcast, too. Yeah. You're uh, hustling <laughs> old people before you're hustling yeah, old people. cracking old people <laughs> and then cracking church dudes. But... Um, what I would do is I'd organize these like fucking concerts and like I would pay like one larger band that like were pretty underground to where like they would still answer emails. And, uh, you know, I'd say, Hey guys, you will get like fucking 60% of all ticket sales. And, uh, they were like sick. And, uh, what I did was I told the church, I said, Hey, like, you know, I'm kind of coming out of pocket paying this band um, so I'm not going to really have any money left after like ticket sales and everything, but you guys can sell concessions. So I got them to do the concessions for free and they would just pocket that. Mm-hmm. I would keep the 40%. Like I'm not giving <laughs> yeah. to the church at all. I would just keep the, so like when I was fucking 15, 16 and 17, like I was pocketing like fucking at the time was like, it felt like millions of dollars, but it was like $1,200 here, $800 here, yeah. $900 here. And just running a straight up scheme on like <laughs> this church I used to play bass for. That's awesome. And uh, it was like wildly like, you know, we would fucking, we'd pack it out. Like we, I remember like the head pastor dude coming to me in the middle of the show and he's like, yo, I'm pretty sure this is breaking like the fire code. Wow. Like we have too many people in here. Um, Cause I was getting like decent following fucking bands from that time in there that were from Florida. And then some of the local ones, like, you know, they would just bring all their friends from school and their parents would show up and like extended family and stuff. So like you charge fucking ten dollars tickets and then just like, you know, bring almost over a hundred people into yeah. a fucking auditorium. Like it's hilarious how much money you can make. Uh but yeah, man, I guess you and I are both scamming <laughs> hey, people. <man. laughs> if anybody's gonna take anything away from it, yeah, you and I are pretty business minded. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Um that's wild. But no, that's sick though. Like uh like so what my my biggest thing is like, you know, I've done I've done I'm not a comedian by trade. I've done an open mic here and bombed and just was like, you know, I'm never doing this again. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, walking man. out just like destroyed. But what is like I feel like there's a certain thing that kind of hits when you're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do comedy. Like, obviously I have a podcast. This is a total vanity project. Yeah. Um, but like, there's gotta be something inside of you that like, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go up there on stage. And like your first few times, like, you know, you've had to have bombed, like you've oh, had yeah, to go up there. Like you had bombed like a couple weeks ago, like the, the movie, show. the Joker, you know, where he yeah. like thinks he's killing it. And it's just, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. No, I, you know, it's, Oh, you bombed a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. I did. Oh, please go into depth on that. Yeah, man. It's interesting. Um, I, I'd say that like, so bombing's just like a normal thing. Like you're going to do that. Uh, it, it can be a lot of different factors. It can be like how you're feeling that day. And you just like, you just start off on the wrong foot. You didn't, 
or like you're trying some new material and then like if you lose the audience <laughs> it takes a certain skill level to be able to get them back and when yeah. you're as new into it as me like i don't have that gear to be able to pull them back and i also only have so much material that you know 15 minutes like if you're a headliner and you've got 45 minutes you can lose them for five minutes and then take another yeah, 10 get to them get them back. back in and like i don't have that yet so um i i did try some new stuff uh, a couple weeks ago but that's not even the excuse really i just it can be as something as simple as kind of like fumbling the first joke or two. Yeah. Uh, like even like a little bit of word order, a little bit of just not feeling it. And then the audience, like they, they like taste blood, man. And they're like, <laughs> it's like, they're not ready to laugh. And then once they're, they're not like, ready to laugh, what the fuck is up with trans yeah. people? And they're like, Whoa, <laughs> hey, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? The crazy thing is, is like, so in comedy, like your, your set is set. Like you, you have got your, your like act down to like the pauses and the words and the, yeah so it's like you're not even like throwing out brand new stuff as much as you're just maybe not executing what you know to be good the way you want it and then also it's so many factors man like this is and i don't want to put it up to the venue because it's, i'm the one setting the venue but like <laughs> lights <laughs> like the like just the way the place looks and everything can just change so much of the night so yeah i i went up uh at one of my joints I think it was two months ago and we just had the show like last week. So it was the week it was the month prior and yeah, man, I got up there and you know, like you, you go to tell the first joke, you got the whole crowd looking at you and it, it just gets like kind of like a uncomfortable chuckle. And yeah. usually that joke gets like a good laugh because yeah. they say like, start with a really strong joke and with a really strong joke, like try to like get it, you know, you bookend your set with like pretty something pretty strong. So, I, I kind of do the same. Like I, I do have like a relatively strong joke in this start, but it's more of like a toe in the water. And then my first joke hits really hard and my toe in the water was like soft. I was like, Oh shit, this is not going to go well. Like, they're you know, staring at you they're like, just kind of like, everyone's just looking at you like, was that it? That was, that was the joke. And then you're like, Oh, I'm going to fight tonight. And then you get into the next one and it, it definitely underperforms. And then you just got to try to grind through it and it can be tough. Um, but the weirdest part is I honestly, you know, this is not me bragging cause I just told you I get bombed, but I hadn't bombed in a while. Like no, it had been, shit, bro. it had been, it had been like a, like a real bomb bomb because I'm once again, I'm hosting these shows and I'm just kind of got it down to a formula now like it's hard to bomb like i did there so i've been so long that it actually felt good i walked off stage and it felt good to have bombed i'm like okay it, it reminds you that you can lose in this game <laughs> yeah no absolutely like, like it was like oh shit i forgot i'm playing for something because you just kind of like get comfortable and i'm like oh that sucks damn i would get defensive i'd be really? like fuck you guys you guys are <laughs> fucking stupid like my jokes are funny yeah no if you get like this is high level comedy that's that's i would just be defensive as fuck about it I'd be like, oh you dude, guys were fucking they do, smart you people do that man I oh really oh <laughs> damn dude, I was, oh no man comedians lose their shit on crowds a lot i've seen it i've seen it go south real bad i've seen it even on some of my shows uh early days when i was kind of just putting up you know kind of anybody yeah. on some of these shows Man, I saw oh. some, I saw some, I actually, I saw, I won't name names or nothing, but name them. No, nah, I'm, I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> name names, name names. Yeah, dude. No, Heck I, yeah. I mean, I've seen them get fucking like, just get real aggressive towards the crowd. And one, one show, this one dude, this girl was like kind of drunk in the back. Was he older or younger? He's like younger and, but like good comedian. And he, uh. She What's kinda, his name? She was kind of talking. <laughs> fuck you. She was kind of talking, and he started kind of like ragging on her a little bit, 
and kind of playfully, and then she goes back at him kind of hard, <laughs> and he goes hard on her, like real hard, and like, and then she stands up. She's like, "It's my fucking birthday," and we realize that the entire crowd was there for, for her, her birthday, for her birthday. Oh. So they all fucking hated him at that <laughs> point. Like, it, no, he had nowhere to go. He's just like, "All right, this fucking Fuck sucks." You, you he tried a couple more jokes. Close together, like <laughs> he really, he really went off on her, dude. It was like talking about physically, and it was like. I was like, oh, dude, he's toast. He can't get off this stage fast enough. Yeah. And yeah, man, but it's. Did he hang out after? <laughs> just like, <enjoyed laughs> no. It. <laughs> it was like, just like Nux and gone. He was just out. <laughs> he was sitting at the bar waiting for people to come up, like, great set, dude. No, nah, man, he just, he just dipped. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting. I, 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 I wonder sometimes, I, I talk about this sometimes with my other comedian buddies. I'm just like, what leads you to want to do stand up comedy, right? Like, I, I was like, a, there is kind of a, a connection the more I stay in the scene and like meet all these people I'm just trying to like find the commonality like you're what like, draws you to wanting to get on stage like and daddy like, issues definitely a big one for a lot of I mean <laughs> for I a mean, lot of girls a no, lot kidding, of them <laughs> not even not even like a joke like it, there is a you know what it is not just daddy issues but it's trauma like I yeah. think trauma in general drives people to the stage and it comes in a lot yeah. of different forms, but like it also drives people to like creative arts in general. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. No, hundred percent. And so like, I see that a lot. Like I see people that are, you know, fighting something and they're like, you know what? I'm going to go stand on stage, hold a microphone and shout at people for five yeah. minutes. Cause I found a play open mic. That's going to let me do that. You're like, I'm going to let people know my thoughts on the trans community. Yeah. Like, that's going to go over really well. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get so point. many fans. I'm going to go viral with this. Yeah, man. So you get a lot of people up there that are literally just they're like, I can't afford therapy. So I'm just going to go shout at people at a bar. Honestly, that's the best fucking form of therapy is just to go and get humbled on stage by some woman that's, at a birthday party. Bro, that's the thing, though. These people don't get humbled like they don't get humbled. They they instead they get this like perception <laughs> that they're great. They're like, dude, like, I just killed it. And you're they're like, dude, like, dude, dude you didn't <laughs> kill it at all. Yeah, like, they fucking want to And that happens ass, so often. You have no clue, man. Like, you said, like, you did an open mic and you walked off stage with your tail tucked between your legs. Like, yeah, I was like, sucked. never doing that again. So it was funny because actually, I thought I thought my, my joke was pretty good. Um, I did like a five minute thing and I went up there and I was just like really nervous. So I was like, uh, hey guys. I was like, my name's Robbie. Um, been having a strong, t- like, tough time with you know, my lady recently, um, because I've been just like destroying her pussy and not like from what you guys might think. I was like, I bite my nails. So I was like, I've been just like giving her fucking cuts and scars and stuff like that. I was like, I don't know how to file my nails. I was like anything like I'm just preventing like the whole thing from happening from that. And everybody just, and I, I've obviously delivered it a little bit more craftily, uh, than I did now, but literally there was you could hear a fucking pen drop in the room yeah people were just staring at me (laughs) and there was like a full-blown conversation going on between like two asian people in the back and like honestly like when i was up there like i don't know what they're talking about but it sounded like a good conversation so i was kind of tuning in what they were talking about because they were like (laughs) i was like damn you know i was like (laughs) not even what's going on yeah i was like i was not paying attention to what i was saying at all i was like damn these guys are having a good time over there Not because um, of me or what I'm saying. Yeah, not here. because of me. They're totally blocking me out talking about how I just bite my nails. And I still do that, by the way. I still bite the shit out of my nails. Dude, um, it's tough, man. Being up there and in, in doing that, like having the 
balls to get up there alone is is a good start. And yeah, then, I have no balls when it comes to that. Well, you did it. That's a lot more. Like some people are just like petrified. Like they would never even try. So that, that means that you've got to have some interest. In my it. voice cracked. I'm pretty sure my voice cracked. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I sounded like a dude. You get, I mean, I remember early days for me. Definitely, like you get up there, you're like a little dizzy. You're like, this is crazy. Everything looks a little blurrier. You're just like, it, your heart's racing. You're like, am I gonna really do this? But then it's like a drug. You get one good laugh. And you're like, oh, I'm fucking it's addicted. It's made you a monster to everyone you know and love. Like, you you're just, like, I'm funny. I'm the best. Yeah. I'm a fucking headliner. Where's my Netflix special? No, like, it, it genuinely does get addicting, though. You you, you standing up there and making other people, like, laugh at something you said, you want that so bad. So then when you go up there and you don't do that and they all, like, kind of hate you for it, it's, like, <laughs> it's absolutely like, the worst. Yeah. It, oh, my God. I'm sure. Yeah. It's crazy. Nah, I, like... Yeah, I I see myself doing it again soon. But like, what mic did you do? Uh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to name it. We were there earlier today. Oh, okay. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I just I don't want people to like fucking dig up the dirt and see me bomb. Is it on? Is it on film somewhere? In my there was a fucking camera going the whole time, and I went up to the guy. I was like, "Yo, delete that." <laughs> I was like, "Don't ever release that." I have a fucking real job. You're gonna fucking <laughs> get me kicked out of. Um, that's funny but, nah man but yeah no the whole thing is like i don't know i guess i'm too big of a pussy to do it now at the age of 30 and i heard like what age were you when you started doing it i just did it. i just started it about two years ago so i was like i was like 33 30, 33 32 33 and when i started yeah there's still time for me then I guess. oh dude i think <laughs> bill burr started when he was like I don't know. I don't know when he started, but it took him like he wasn't like forty five or something when he got like big. Like he was like in his forties when he like actually broke out and like got big. So like you can start late, man. Well, I mean, there's people that do it their whole fucking lives. Oh, like yeah. that just like on the road but never really see their limelight, but they're just like road comics that do it for like dude fucking ever. It's like um I talked to a dude that like I was just like, God, you're like, like I don't want to release it. Like his life sucks. <laughs> like I was like the whole time digging deep. It was a therapy session. I was like, God damn, dude. Dude, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's an addiction that doesn't necessarily mean like it's actually good for you. It's, it's something that I think a lot of people do get hung up on this dream of what it could be. And they see like people on TikTok blowing up and they see them going and filling out theaters and then they see you know, a Dave Chappelle and they see all these things like, yeah. that could be me. And it's like, you know what? Like that can't be you. Cause that'll it can't never be everybody. Be you. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it'll it, never be it, you. Unfortunately. It's not going to be you. But if you want to be the one who's going to like bounce around and do like the couple good comedy clubs in each state and, you know, maybe make a couple hundred bucks a night or maybe even a couple thousand a weekend. Like yeah. that's possible. That's a tough life, dude. That yeah. Life, that life sucks in a lot of road, ways. Yeah, road dogging sucks. It's like fucking, it's like music. Those guys yeah. that go out and just like tour, but they're never going to fucking nah. see a dollar from any royalty or anything. They're just going to see the show money and have to live on the road. Yeah, like their kids are not going to college, but they're yeah. arts crafts that, they're, that these guys are trying to put out there. Like, And that's, it's just like, I'm not trying to be like a downer because like there's some people who do that and no, eventually make guys. it. No, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm it's kidding. a fucking dude. It's a craft shoot, man. Like you just, I respect the desire to want to do it, and at the same time, like just to believe that the only way you're going to be happy is if you make it is a fucking fool's game. Like yeah. that's that's the thing that sucks is that they're like, I'm only doing it to get to the end. It's like, no, nah, man, you got to like enjoy that road dog life because that might be the end. Like if you're not enjoying yeah. that, 
then you're probably never going to make it to the final the, the, where you actually want to be. Yeah, that 20-person fucking room in fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma is like, dude, that was the pinnacle. Like, you're dude, coming yeah, back. Yeah, that was fucking, it. That was your tops. Yeah. No, you know, it's an unfortunate life for people, but fuck them. And also, man, with uh, how do you pronounce your last name again? Wysik. Wysik. Dude, I was really banking on you being, like, fucking from Israel before you came here. I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this dude on the spot. And then when I met you, I was like, this dude's not fucking Jewish or Israel. Or you're not Jewish, right? I'm not Jewish. No, I'm oh. German. The opposite of Jewish. Oh, shit. So, yeah, you probably got some thoughts on this whole fucking conflict going on. If you I definitely die. don't feel no, like I'm fucking with you. No, I'm fucking with you. You're like, no. But I, I uh, touch uh, it. It's Who, so funny hey. you think I'm, you thought I was, like, Israeli. Like, that's, that's no, it's just I've the never name. I was heard like, that. Like, I was like, dude, <laughs> hell yeah. Like, I wanted you to come on here and just, like, Bread fucking hate speech on like the Palestinian. Okay. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> really shoot you at the top of the rankings on this podcast. Yeah, this like dude, like what are your thoughts on Hamas? But <laughs> no, but for real, who do you got winning the war? <laughs> <laughs> who you got, bro? I'd say, yeah. What are the odds right now? What's the line? <laughs> yeah, I go to fucking uh, DraftKings right yeah. now and fucking bet on who you got winning yeah. the war. I wonder no. if they do. No, they can't do that. DraftKings are those no, fucking man. illegal gambling websites that you can fucking still you know that shit's illegal in florida illegal right? yeah yeah i know that sucks i can't i want i want there's, there's one you can use it's kind bovado? of sketchy. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i use bovado i do use bovado yeah. but i hate that because i'm like I, it still doesn't feel like as seamless of experience as everybody else is getting with like DraftKings and everybody do you do and, uh, the match pay payout uh i did the like when you mean when you make like your when first you th- when you like uh make money and you withdraw it do you do it through the match pay thing where it like i've never withdrawn any of my money Oh, I've just kept you're not an addict. You no. just kept it. I just okay. keep letting well, it roll. I put in a addicts, lot to begin us, us addicts <laughs> who need to get our fucking return back. No, it's so what it does is uh, they fucking um, it's a bunch of. So you put the money in there. It like match pay. You send it to your match pay account through the app and then fucking it'll like send an order through this thing called match pay and like three or four different random motherfuckers like from all over the world will just zell you oh wow the money because they're getting something in return i don't know if it's like fucking bitcoin or cryptocurrency that they use as an exchange wow but they'll like zell you separate amounts so say you're trying to withdraw 500 someone will send two somebody will send like another two somebody will send 40 dollars. somebody will send like until it adds up you can complete And it's like so fucking sketchy, but um, that sounds so sketchy, bro. It's I, real I feel though, like, like I get your money back though. I put money in it, assuming I was probably never going to get it out. But it was like the time when they would like double my investment. I don't know if yeah, that's still what that they too. do. Yeah, no, I did that. It's like the first sign up. You get yeah, like a, I do like a hundred dollars spending or some shit. I did five. I think I did five or six hundred bucks, and then so then I had like twelve hundred or something to start. And then I've just been like betting on women's basketball games dude, and like Australian crushing, cricket games, crushing it, cricket, all that. Now, I uh, I I only try to bet on things I think I know, which you know it's not great, dude. I went down the fucking wormhole. Like really? when I first started, I I came up like I put a I think like a hundred bucks in, and they like matched it or whatever. I bet on a bunch of random soccer games like in fucking Belarus and fucking like all these random countries. And I didn't do nothing about like maybe three of the games. And I put like fucking 15 bets out there and most of them hit. Yeah. I mean, I like from that, like 200 bucks, I got like $800 and I was like, 
I'm quitting my fucking job. You're like, I'm a god. You're like, I'm this quitting my job. I'm gonna fucking just do this all day. I lost it all within like by the end of the day. <laughs> like I, I went like fucking. The Belarus football team let yeah. you down in the second match. <laughs> no, then by that time, like the fucking Australians were up, so I was like, yeah, let's fucking get in some Australian Premier League or whatever. I've and just I've like lost thought, all man. my money to those motherfuckers. It's tough to like. I've thought about that too. Like I see that they can do like you can gamble on like Call of Duty and shit now. Like <laughs> that's you, fucked up. Like I don't know these people. They're gamer tags are on there it's like and and then like i feel like consider doing it but man i, I stick to my magic basketball i got them uh i think See, I, got, I i can't bet on teams i like oh dude See, I, do, I like to do like uh like I, I got one writing right now for like uh end of year like a regular season win total right like oh uh, so you have so, you have self-control dude i need i need like i'm placing instant, a bet in the middle of the game <laughs> instant <laughs> gratification i'm like i need this and then i'm like having these motherfuckers sell me <laughs> right after the game's over i need it back guys i need yeah, it back need i'm it still waiting on that other 40 uh, yeah i gotta go to the fucking dispensary after this i need to buy an eighth like um no man i got self-control that's good man. i mean a little bit I, I i still do the game the game that's too, but I like those long-term ones because that kind of makes it feel good. And when they win a game, I can kind of keep count. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make six more little wins, and I can cross that line. So you, like, forget about it, and then one day you're like, oh, shit. I mean, I, I don't ever forget about my, my magic basketball. I'm like, I'm a fucking – I'm like a, a rabid fan that thinks about it all the time and listens to the podcast, and, like, I'm always tr- waiting for the game. So Yeah, it's been tough, man. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's super tough. Road. tough. No, dude, it's been, a, it's been a really tough, like, decade for us. But I don't know, man. It's it's that, that's a penny. sickness I have. I have a sickness of just – Man, just like loving them, but I feel good, man. We're gonna be really good this year. I'm just we're gonna be good this no, year. No, absolutely. No, I make like, you know, go to basketball route real quick. That fucking is it, Paolo or Pablo? Paolo, Paolo, yeah, Benchero, yeah. dude, the fucking Italian guy, dude. Out of so nowhere. good. He's for, so fucking good, and the fact that we got him is like, yeah, we got you know, to get the first pick in the draft is like such a blessing. We needed it so bad, and now. We actually have someone to build around. We got Franz Wagner. He's going to be fucking, he's already great. Between them, they're like our one-two punch. I'm saying we're going to be, we'll be the seventh seed. So you can't see it from here, but like right behind the two blocks away on top of that building, that's where uh, fucking Mo Bamba lived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the penthouse. Yeah. I probably shouldn't dox myself, but it's, uh, what is it called? Is that Solaire? The Sanctuary. The Sanctuary. That's yeah, right. Okay, he, yeah. Um, it's funny because people are like, how do you know fucking Mo Bamba lives there? And you go on Realtor.com, there's his closet has like size fucking 18 yeah, shoes in yeah, it. Yeah. And then it's just MB. Like his logo is everywhere. And they took pictures of it. Yeah. And they would blur out his name, but that's, not his logo. Like, that's so funny. And then they would like blur out his face on the pictures, but he's obviously like some fucking seven foot dude with his like mom who he's <laughs> towering over. And it's like, okay, yeah, this was a basketball player. It's clearly him. Yeah, man. I know. It's a I actually saw him. He was getting his nails done right underneath this building at that nail place one time. Getting his nails done? Yeah. I feel like if you're in the basketball, you're getting your like toes done from the shoes or something. I don't hmm. know. I get I've gotten I've gotten my fucking toes done before. It's not Look, I'm not gonna homo, ba- I'm not gonna bag know. on so if look I think there's value. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna <laughs> I think there's value. It's building yeah, value. I can understand the appeal. Like I I mean, digging all the shit out of my toenails is not my favorite thing to do. So if I could pay somebody a reasonable rate to do that, yeah, I'm down for it. But every time I've considered it, it seems like a really expensive thing. Isn't it like sixty bucks to get it's some like I mean, if you go all out, it's like forty, fifty. I mean, sixty dollars, but yeah, 
after the tip, it's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I struggle to even get my hair. I'm like, I'm kind of yeah, cheap. Dude, I just got my hair cut after a month, so I know how it goes. You know, I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, man. I, every time I think about it, I'm like, nah, I'll just guess I'll just do it myself. Plus, like, my fuck, everything grows so fast. It's like, was it even worth it? But I don't know. I'm just kind of cheap about that stuff sometimes. Yeah, it was nice during COVID. Like, I would shave my fucking head by myself. Yeah. So I'd go to work looking like a fucking neo-Nazi. Like neo Nazi, like <laughs> you know retard. they're in here, they're around here in Florida now, or in Orlando. You see, they're doing like marches and shit, dude. So crazy thing about downtown, um, like obviously we have a pooch and we do the whole lake walk thing, but fucking uh, going on that Lake Yola lake walk now, you know, used before if you heard someone walking by and you didn't understand their dialect, it was obviously Spanish. They were there traveling, yeah, lived in the area, whatever. Lots of Russian. Oh yeah lots of russian now like mm-hmm. almost uncomfortable amount of russian speakers and uh it's hard because like you don't know if they're like ukrainian you don't know if they're russian um we my dog went up to another dog and we started talking to this like couple and i asked her i was like oh that's a sick accent like where are you from and she goes oh russia and she said it like russia yeah. Like, you know, she was trying yep. to test me on, like, what kind of political side I leaned on. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, bitch, I hope you win that fucking war. Like, <laughs> fuck those Ukrainians. I was like, that's your land. No. Um, but, uh, no, she was, like, she was proud of it. Like, yeah, she yeah. was strutting her shit out there. And I was like, good for you. It's a proud people, man. Yeah. I mean, it genuinely is a proud people. Um, I mean, it's – I just had somebody move in a house, like, maybe four down from me that were – that are Russians. And the only reason I know that is because one of my neighbors – told me that oh that's a russian family because they're just burning ukrainian flags in the front <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just the smell of all of the <laughs> waxy flags yeah. they're burning every night no man it was, it, i'm i'm not sure i have jury's still out with my new neighbors i'm kind of confused by them because like they pull into their driveway they do the backup which is like the i just what kinda, kind of car do they have they've got this uh oh, what is it like that genesis uh oh. suv oh the gv80 thing yeah oh yeah. shit yeah it's nice right so they, they're they're the rich russians you got oh, some dude, oligarchs they, in your neighborhood they, dude they paid five grand over asking for this house when i don't think anyone was paying over asking anymore really like at this time they bought and, that motherfucker cash too probably. oh for sure i bet yeah. yeah it feels like it it feels like it. and the weird part is that they bought the house and then for a month there nothing happened and the the lawn grew up really high which like Fuck in my yeah. neighborhood's like a no go it was like super weird and we're like what's going on like, yeah send the fucking HOA over to them they're going to fucking yeah. yeah they're not going to do shit <laughs> right <laughs> and so then i realized okay these people were just coming over from russia that makes a little sense and then they they do that thing where they reverse into their driveway which i just kind of i don't like anybody who reverses into any spots I'm a, I'm a pussy i can't backwards park you can't backwards park like i have a 360 camera so i can cheat but like how? if I'm in a car with just a backup camera, like how do you handle the cars when you're like at the dealership? Are you bumping into everything, like blaming it on the old people? No, I um I you know, I've gotten past the point of having to move cars on a lot. Thank oh, God. okay, got but it. But before yeah, you're not one of those pin- before pin- I would just focus really hard and like try not to look like a fucking pussy in front of everyone I work with. Sweat a lot. Yeah, no, I just I'd be like, Hey, uh, here, watch me make sure I'm go like I'd have a spotter. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. have someone yeah. like watching for me. The other day, I had to back a fucking car out of the showroom, and I was like, literally, like, I was like, "Fuck!" The whole time, I was like, "They're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm about to expose myself." Yes, you, you got everyone's that imposter gonna know syndrome. I'm a pussy. The yeah. imposter like, syndrome sets in. Dude. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't have a dad growing up. Fuck you guys." <laughs> um, no, but I like also I can't drive stick shift, and I've been in the car business for like fucking five years, and I don't know how to drive stick. Like, yeah, wow, fucking man. beta, bro. We got to get that figured out. Yeah, no, I like literally 
it was so cute. This guy at my work was trying to like teach me and I was, he was like, he was leaning into the whole father son thing. And I was like, dude, literally you're fucking gay. Like stop. Like <laughs> he's like, it's okay. He's like, here, just put your hand here. And I was like, stop teaching me how to ride a bicycle. Like <laughs> I'm 29 years old at that point. Um, but well, no, nah, it's embarrassing. Like to be, but so they, I'm sorry, I cut you off. They backwards park in their yeah, driveway. Well, they do this thing where they open their garage and then they backwards park. They, they reverse into their garage and then they shut the garage before they get out of the car. So I've genu- they've lived there for three months the fuck? and I've never seen their face. I don't know who oh, they are or what they are. You I got just, oligarchs, bro. dude, for sure. Right. This is just like a, a this is like a camp out for them. I think they just yeah. bought like. Yeah, it's 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 wild. So I don't know, man. It's it's to be determined. I know they have kids, which is also kind of concerning because I've never seen their kids. The kids like I've seen like kids toys and stuff. And I've heard that they have like a four year old, which is like I've got a four year old as well. Around the block is like, yeah, they got a fucking four year old (laughs) where it is on the street. But yeah, so it's just been strange. But I'm, uh, you know, maybe we'll do another episode one day and I'll I'll give you guys an update on what. happened. Yeah, for sure. Um, Holy shit. we're, We're doing well on time, man. Hey, everybody, follow him at Helmet Comedy, Helmet, H-E-L-M-U-T, correct? Yep. Sweet, Comedy. yeah. Dude, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for meeting a total stranger and, like, risking the possibility of going home with fucking... I, I was risking the possibility of never going home. Never going home or going home with some trauma. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to go home with a little trauma tonight, but <laughs> I think that I'm just glad that I, I didn't get murdered. Yeah, that's true. We have a pizza still. We got to definitely tear that up before you leave, but... Everybody follow Skidmarks on uh, everything. Skidmarks Pod at Skidmarks Pod. Follow the Patreon if you want to hear uh, a more detailed. I list full names of people I talk shit about on there. <laughs> Do Only you really? <laughs> yeah, I name drop. The other day, uh, me and the lady were talking about her sister's boyfriend, and I was like, "Fuck that fucking pussy." I was like, "His name's Ben, by the way," and I like name dropped his Instagram <laughs> handle. <laughs> um, so Love yeah, if this ever fucking. Yeah, I'm gonna burn all bridges with family and for friends. For sure. But and that's as soon goal. as this blows up, you're gonna go back and have that's to edit it all out and delete nah, it. Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> let it ride. ride, bro. Yeah, fuck it. He can change his Instagram handle if he can't handle the heat. <laughs> uh, but dude, appreciate you stopping by and taking the fucking risk on your life, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Appreciate you inviting me. This is a good time. Thank yeah, you so much. Absolutely. And